Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies, movies, movies. Ah. Every episode is about one singular movie. We talk about it, review, do a discussion, whatever you want to call it. And this movie's this episode's movie will be introduced in a little bit. But first, let me go over the movies that you can vote on in the fan vote. That's right. This episode is attached to the tw- uh, a poll on my Twitter with four movies that you can choose from, so you can essentially choose our fate. Uh, up first, we got Lilo and Stitch, which was um, recommended by Jesse. Pitch Black, which was recommended by Slap. Big Trouble in Little China, which was recommended by Chaz. And Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, which was recommended by Tim Rules. Uh, So you can go over to the Twitter and vote on whatever you want to vote on. Uh, And then the winner, of course, will be uh, selected or or revealed, I should say, um, at the end of Coco's recommendation episode. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret, a.k.a. Yemi. Who am I here with? Video Waffles. Animation. Coco Gamer. How would be, how would do, everybody? My allergies are killing me. And the weather hasn't been so well here either. (laughs) Yeah, it's super windy here. And it's just blowing up everything and ugh. Come on, guys, be excited. Tonight, the day that we're recording this, is the Oscars. The 2021 Oscar ceremony. Is it? Oh, it is. I had no idea. Yeah. Bunch of movies I never heard of. Woo. Oh, yeah. what, was it, what movies came out in 2020? Like four? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, which strangely enough, not nominated for anything. Um, not even visual effects. Whatever, mate. Came out in 2020. Yeah. I thought it was the end of 2019. But no, yeah, that, it, it was Valentine's great. Day. It oh, was the last right. movie that I saw in that theaters. Was <laughs> yeah. So. It was, <laughs> I mean, that was the last movie I saw in theaters yeah. as well. So. You know, I, I was I was talking to the fellow on my other podcast. I said, if, if Sonic the Hedgehog is the last movie I see in theaters, I guess I'm kind of okay with it, because it was an enjoyable experience, at least. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Oscar-winning movies, um, Tay, what's your recommendation for us today? Well, I had us watch Jojo Rabbit from 2019, uh, directed by Taika, Taika Waititi. Written by Christine Lewins and Taika Waititi. Stars Roman Griffin Davis, uh, Thomason McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson. Um, let's click on the link so I can see the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi as well. Um, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, Alfie Allen. To name a few. Uh, one of my favorites, Archie Yates, who played Yorkie. I liked Yorkie. Um, but yeah, so this movie... I was expecting... Give us that synopsis. Oh, the synopsis, right. Um, which vanished when I clicked on that link. Hold on. A World War II satire that follows a, lo- yeah. a lonely German boy whose worldview is turned upside down when he discovers his single mother is hiding a young Jewish girl in her attic. Aided only by his idiotic imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, Jojo must confront his blind nationalism. There you go. That was it. I mean, that's that's a better description than the one it gives on uh, IMDb, where it's just like a young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mom's hiding a Jewish girl. 
Yeah, this one was a little bit more in depth. And, Had a yeah. little bit longer words in there too, just to impress you guys on my grammatical expertise. Yeah. I, I was I was impressed you was said all those words impressed. right. Yeah. Um. So I want to start the conversation. Like I was kind of expecting like this to be more of a comedy. Like it, it definitely is a comedy, but yeah, it's definitely it's more of a dramedy. Like I mean, World War Two is you know kind of a heavy topic. So I guess I should have expected more dramedy but i don't know what do you guys think if i think back in my brain to when i saw nick and i actually saw the trailer for this in the theaters and we both were like huh because what they showed was like this you know those kind of like more slapsticky parts with like rebel wilson and you know when the kid drops the panzer shrek and it shoots off a missile into the building like that's what they kind of showed yeah. off and they kind of put it forward as like this this comedy more so straightforward comedy and um, I'm so glad that it's not just a stupid comedy. I, I feel like it's just it's it's. I think it's less of a comedy and more of a, a drama, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think um, I think they do a good job balancing it out throughout the movie. Like I think there's you know it starts off like opening you know, as a comedy, like you know the boy you know running with the um, stick grenade, and you know the boy you know doing this, doing that, and then just random parts where uh they add the punchline like the shitler like that i don't know why that stands out but i just remember you know oh shitler and uh mm -hmm. then uh uh near the end where they're like all going through the hell hitler how yeah, hitler yeah. <laughs> I and I, I didn't even catch up to that until the second time i was like oh this is a joke <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, i do agree like they like especially in that scene where the gestapo's at the house like it's just a, it's such a good yeah. balance of it because it starts off kind of lighthearted, you know the gestapo guys are kind of making jokes and they're kind of looking goofy and then it gets really serious in there and you really start to feel the tension yeah. and then of course it breaks mm -hmm. once the tension is over because they believe that the girl is not jewish and they they kind of move on after that yeah and it also, um, like, I, I like how the kind of the, the whole tone of the, the movie changes as the war gets closer to where JoJo is living. You know, like, it starts off, the war ain't anywhere in sight, and it's all about the propaganda yeah. and building it up. And then once the reality of the war comes in and sets in, that's when things start to get way darker. And it's not just, like, oh, a, yeah, exactly. a fun-loving movie where Adolf Hitler's all happy. Now Adolf Hitler's really pissed off, and, you know, it, 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 it really Very does great. turn it around in the end, and... That's what I really love about the movie is it kind of like, like just what I was saying, it, the war gets closer and the, the movie gets darker, obviously. To show the gra like, gradual downfall of the character, because like, as soon as like, um, the girl was present, you could tell that um, oh, like, what they have was like the Hitler character did immediately not like her because he saw, saw that he was changing around her. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, she's Jewish. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I understand. Of course, he's immediately saying, no. not gonna like. <laughs> I do like that. The but, second but, the kid, you know, I mean. you know, JoJo finds out that like Hitler shot his own brains out. Like he sees Hitler with a big old head wound and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's the point where he like Hitler starts to become more of like a um. More of like he actually was, you know, kind of just like this yeah. dictator type tyrant. How do you say it? Whatever. Tyrant? Yeah, it's more of like a tyrant. Right. You know, he's like trying yeah. to command him to do this or that. Where in the beginning, he was like sort of helping him in his imagination, of course, um, throughout mm -hmm. the movie. And then all of a sudden, it kind of takes a mad twist when shit starts to hit the fan. And like I said, when the war comes closer, that's when I, I think it also is like a personification of 
um, how Jojo is feeling inside about the war coming closer to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the message throughout this uh, mean, yeah, if it was a message, um, yeah, obviously, <laughs> mean good, it'd be. Um, there was just like the one part that stands out is when uh, the boy was like, "Oh, draw me a picture where um, Jews live." And then she draws, you know, him, and he's like, oh, this is just a picture of my brain or my face. He, and she's like, yeah, because we live inside your head. And honestly, I, I really like that part. I thought that part stood out pretty right. darn well. Yeah, you're, you're talking about how um, the, um, the like, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I'm just blanking. I right know. Now. I've got like two brain cells, so you're, I'm not gonna be any help. It, it, it's you know, it, I I like that because it it shows that all these imagine these these all these like things about the Jewish people having horns and being evil and blah blah. blah mm-hmm. It's all in their head essentially, just like Greedy said. I was trying to think like of the word tired. to describe yeah. describe it, but I can't. So <laughs> manipulation, propaganda. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like if you see someone walking down the street and you're like, like misapprehend or like no, it's like misinterpret. Um... <laughs> no, it's it's, it's like now trying to find a word. It's it's like uh... no, it's it's like you know if like a certain per like a certain ethnicity has a a certain st- stigma attached to them. You know, so it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, these these people always have curly mustaches. What's that? A called? stereotype? Yes, thank you, Tay. Oh, the two brain cells working better than my entire brain. <laughs> that is what I wanted to say this whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got there. It's all right. Yeah. Our, our listeners are probably just yelling out that word the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, stereotype, stereotype. Yes, idiots. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt like that was a, a good message, and I think, mm-hmm. like I said, that stands out. Yeah. Um, I like. What was I gonna say? I can't remember now. Again, I've got two working brain cells today. So. Well, well, I'll yeah, think the, about the, stereotypes now. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> the whole message of the movie is like, um, it's it kind of resonates like with culture in today as well. How. You know, you shouldn't like blindly follow something just because it's like, yeah. uh, you know, a, uh, 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 kind of like it's kind of like group think in that in that way almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I mean I have I do have one thing I can talk about, but it's kind of I guess like the twist or towards the end movie, which I figure I, I want to get to a little later. I feel like we should talk about uh, more. Um, we jump around a lot though. So <laughs> we, we do we do jump around a lot, but well. Um, yeah, if you want to talk about something else, um, I think that the uh, cinematography uh, in this movie is is outstanding. Um, yeah. Just the way that things are framed and just the way the camera moves, it's very fluid. Uh, fluid, I mean, and um, it just uh, I love the framing, especially like uh, very early on in like the forest when I mean it's just Hitler comes out from behind a tree and it's it's framed so perfectly because he just kind of appears. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's and the whole framing of that whole section is really nice, and I, I really like. It's just a beautiful movie to watch, especially because the color palette 
just like I was saying before with how, you know, the, the war comes closer and the, and the feeling and emotions of the movie changes, so does the color palette. It goes from being a bright green and, and you know, the buildings are bright. Like and, Troy. And yeah. then it goes into more of like a gray, dark, you know, uh, maybe like a bluish type hue. And then, of course, at the end of the movie when, you know, the war ends, it goes back to being lively and colorful and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it while watching, like subconsciously I did. Because when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, it did do that. Yeah, I can remember doing that, but I didn't like notice it while watching it. And you can notice that um, Scarlett Johansson, her character is always like a gleaming light in the movie, even as it starts to get to the grayer shades of colors, um, yeah. for obvious uh-huh. reasons, um, because uh, you know because of her connection with JoJo. But um, I want to say, well, do you guys have anything else you want to say about the cinematography? I no, I think yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah, you basically nailed it. <laughs> So, I've I've only ever seen Scarlett Johansson in these action Marvel roles, right? Yeah, she yeah, is too. phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. I mean, especially the dinner scene where she's switching between being her yeah. husband and herself. Like, yeah, it is just so well done. I was astonished. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Great. I, yeah, yeah great I was. Actor. I was a little surprised at first because yeah, because I've really only ever seen her in action movies or. Yeah, yeah. Besides, um, Lost in Translation, I think, which Bill Murray movie. I think that's the only other movie I've. Seen. But that was like one of her first, you know, first movies. Yeah. But same kind of thing. It was more of a dramedy. But yeah, I agree. She did really good, especially the whole scene where she pretends to be the dad. I agree. Uh, which kind of brings me to my other thing. I was going to talk about. What do you guys think of like that kind of? I guess I don't know if it was a twist, but like fact like with Joe. Yeah, the reveal where Jojo finds her all hung up. Yeah, I, I actually physically audibly gasped. And, uh, yeah, Amanda yeah will, I was surprised. Amanda will I, confirm yeah. that. I audibly gasped yeah. as soon as like you saw that like I just noticed that the shoes were the same. Yep. Like they didn't yeah, they even have to show her face. They didn't have to show anything as you just yeah, everyone they didn't knew show anything the else. shoes. That was all yeah. they need, yeah. that's all they needed to show because as soon as uh-huh. you see the shoes and the reaction of Jojo, it just it turns into you, know, yeah. you just know yeah. what happened, you know? Yeah. yeah I actually, and I realized that right before JoJo did, I went, oh my, what? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I audibly <laughs> gasped. I was like, yeah, oh shit. <laughs> because, like, you yeah, don't really did. see her much in the movie, you know? And you're not expecting uh-huh. her to get, like, taken out. But it, it yeah. was a bit, it was a surprise, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job, like, pre, like, up to that scene like showing that movie. Like, you, you knew, like, as soon as you saw those shoes, who they were, and and then, uh, yeah, it was just like, a, like, yeah, you just knew it. Was, so it was a well done job, like directing or editing, um, then, like, to, to have people be like, oh yeah, that's the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you also had to commend them for like the camera work going to that because you don't see the shoes yes. dangling until Jojo stands up, even though he's in the hanging area. You know, he's following that butterfly. You yeah. don't know that he, that's where he is throughout the ent- entire scene. Like, there's not even like a hint of it being that same area once again harkening back to the colors of the movie changed drastically so you don't even notice like you know maybe that window's the same or maybe that's the same you know yeah it's, it, it feels like a completely different area but as soon as they you know kind of zoom out a little bit it, it becomes you know you realize what's what's yeah, happening yeah and you also you don't even think about that like scene again where the jews are you know 
hanging there and i don't know if we could say that but yeah. um yeah. actually no most of those people weren't they weren't jewish people they were mm -hmm. they were germans who helped jews yeah, uh, they, yeah. They, hang, they hung them up in the town square to tell people hey don't don't do this or we're gonna you know find mm -hmm. you and kill yeah. you that's that was the whole job of the gestapo was find these jewish people yeah. and then uh killing the people who hid them yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I was trying to get at is uh, foreshadowing, because you won't, you don't think of it. You're like, oh, you know, just these people are dead. Like, so oh, you're what? talking about like then... the original scene where, yeah, the yeah, the first scene that they showed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you don't think yeah. about it. I mean, we watch it again. We will, but you know, yeah. it's like watching yeah, it the first that. time, you're like, oh, what's the point of this? And but you're so you're thinking about you know the World War Two and you know Hitler, and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, he, he just did it to kill people, so. That was more of Joseph Stalin's thing, just kind of killing everyone. Hitler had yeah. a very had a very strong agenda. So, <laughs> so she yeah. got she she got hung because she was helping that mm -hmm. girl. Or? Yeah, they they probably found yeah. the little thing she was leaving around that you know, or like you know, I can't remember what he said. It said it because it was written in German, but uh, you know, pretty much like free the free everybody or something. I don't remember, but yeah, but she was probably, probably helping other people too. Not yeah. just that one girl. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, they said because was... they didn't do any. Because if they found out that they were hiding Rosie, then they would have invaded the house, right? Well, they did search the house, remember. And yes, uh, it... they even, JoJo even said that no one really knew that his sister had died, so she could easily take his her uh, her place. They've uh, actually probably, the Gestapo came to the house probably because they had already found her. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. She was probably already yeah. dead by that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I at first I was wondering like, oh, they hung her because they went to their house, but I was like, no, they would have come back for, uh, for mm -hmm. Elsa. So yeah, they yeah. probably it was probably the opposite. They they found her leaving those messages, hung her up, and then what? Will we all search her house? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but why wouldn't they take? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they didn't take her because the ruse. Remember, um, she pretended to be this the daughter, and the um the one German soldier helped them um, because she yeah, said the sweet. wrong day or date year for the birth. But the one guy helped, you know, helped out with that. So that's why they, I, they didn't get discovered. Yeah. I feel like that guy, uh, it was um, Rockwell's character. I can't remember. His yeah. name. Sam Rockwell, uh, his character and like his little uh, lieutenant or whatever, who was, you know, helping him out. I totally got the feeling that they actually were gay. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, obviously. Um, I, I, I do too. But Which at the time, they helped them out. Well, yeah, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. At the time, they would have been, they would have been sent to the. You know. Yeah, they would have been killed. Um, mm -hmm. So they were hiding it, but that probably is why he's helped them out. He's like, yeah, I'm hiding stuff too. So you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that one. Uh, one of the ending shots in the movie, not the ending shots, but like during the like the big climactic battle at the city, where he, yeah. he actually. D dons the you know the uniform and he has the music blasting and he's got the yeah, funny enough he has uniform. he has the a gun called the waffle in his hands yeah. and uh you know i thought that was that's a great scene like that was a good one like in the middle of all this chaos he's just like there gleaming in his armor yeah and I'm, I'm guessing that his um his again his lieutenant lieutenant whatever the guy he was working with i'm guessing he died and that's why he was just like you know what i don't I'm gonna save JoJo. I'm gonna probably die for it. I don't care because I have nothing else to live for. Yeah, I, I teared up at that part. Not gonna lie, yeah. oh, I thought that was like a really powerful moment. That was a great moment. Yeah, where he uh, freed JoJo. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, that, that that's that also like it shows it really shows the stark difference between the U.S. Army and like the Allies and and the Russian Army because the Allies were rounding people up and they were just kind of like keeping them as POWs, but the Russians were pissed <laughs> at, at the Germans, so they were just they they literally just were slaughtering uh, you know as burned land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Smart that the guy knew that instead of like not calling him like a German and just calling him a Jew. So he's like, oh. Well, yeah, he, well, I mean, at that time, Russians had found, you know, uh, camps and the U.S. Army had found yeah. camps. So obviously they took a little bit of pity on the, the person who was being called a Jew and spit on. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was smart. <laughs> so since we're on a topic of uh, characters and uh, what do you think about the lady of your beer Ram or something like that? Rebel um, Wilson's yeah. character. Yeah, I just yeah. call it Rebel Wilson because that's literally all I saw when I I was watching the movie. Yeah, I don't think they gave her a name. I felt like she was a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah, she was really out of place in this movie because out of all the characters, yeah. she she was the one who like was putting on like the thickest accent and it sounded really fake. And yeah. then I'm like I'm not a fan of Rebel Wilson. Like I don't hate her, you know, but like I feel like she's just I feel that. like any other person in that role probably would have done the same job. So I'm not going to like diss the movie for that, but, and also mm-hmm. she was barely in the movie anyway, but yeah, it, it yeah. did take me out of the she's experience the a little Brown. bit when she came up. What was that? Yeah, she's the Melly Melly Brown of the Millie Bobby Godzilla. Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that was cool. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't like Rebel Wilson, in many of her roles, but this one um, stood I, out the most like, to me. This is like the first thing I've actually ever seen her in. Like I've seen, I've seen like trailers and commercials of her stuff she's been in, but I've never actually seen any of the movies she's been in. I've seen a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like the same character in every movie. Yeah, and in this she one, really she's kind of the same. You know, loud, obnoxious, out, yeah, out, uh, out of her element, kind of. You know. But if we're going to talk about other characters again, Yorkie was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it when like um, JoJo first comes to him is like, "I found a Jew," and he's like. Oh, cool! I found we found one in the forest once. They weren't what I expected. And then, like later, say, "Hey, remember that Jew? She might be my girlfriend." Is a good food. <laughs> I, really, I really liked. I think it's okay. I was worried he died, and then when he shows up, the end, and he's still alive. And I was like, "Oh, good." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, I'm glad that they kind of had gave him a, a little bit of a limited screen time because obviously the focus should have been. You know, it's always going to be on on Jojo. Yeah, in this yeah, movie, but Jojo, yeah. He was he was a nice. Um, you know, because he was like he always had like a positive outlook. So like when mm-hmm. he when he shows up at the end, he's he's not talking about you know this or that. He's just glad that his friend is still alive. And yeah, he was a nice. Um, he was a nice uh, character in the movie. You know, I th- I think yeah, I, honestly, I think the acting by all the kids in this movie was was. What's better than Rebel Wilson's? Right? <laughs> yeah. we, did a, we did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal yeah. job. Especially the lead. Like yeah, JoJo, the, I don't remember, I don't know the kid's actual name, but yeah, JoJo did a great job. Uh, surprising, like then, because yeah, they're all just kid actors, but I mean, yeah, compared to like other movies with kid actors, damn, they they were just so good. Yeah. <laughs> kid actors are way off of being pretty being good. So. Yeah, exactly. And these, like, these guys did phenomenal job i don't know if it was just because taika waititi like knows how to work with kids or something but yeah it's hard to say he hasn't really had kids like in his other movies yeah so i guess did he direct grand budapest hotel although that kid was a little bit older anyway so 
know if he did. I don't know. Still, love Taika Waititi. He has such a great I style. Do, yeah. I do, you know, I love him. Like, yeah, what we do in the shadows, Thor Ragnarok, this one. They're all they're all good movies. So, yeah. and he plays a pretty good Hitler. <laughs> he does. Oh yes, he does um, for sure. So I wanted to talk about the climactic fight a little bit because they actually had some really historical accurate moments in there. Um, specifically with um, just how it was like, it wasn't like soldiers fighting in the end. Like you obviously you had soldiers mixed in there. Yeah. But they started off with, you know, you saw, you know, you saw the kid who we were just talking about. He has a rifle on his back. He's suited up in like this kid uniform. That's not really his size. And um, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird that they're going to put him on the front line. And then as the battle starts up and progresses, you you obviously see, you know, there's people who are missing hands. There's people who don't even know how to use a weapon. Like, there's the one girl who's, mm-hmm. like, messing around with the machine gun. Um, and then, like, I think the most powerful moment is um, when the Hitler youth kids are all charging into the battlefield. Like, that just, like, that was just how desperate the German army had become. And because of this whole nationalism thing... Um, you know, these kids were brainwashed and they're just running straight forward into this gunfire. And the Germans knew that, oh, the U.S. soldiers aren't going to shoot kids, are they? It, it, it's a very powerful moment. And uh, I think yeah. that whole climactic scene is, in in a whole, just a great representation of the end of the war for Germany and just how, you know, how desperate things were getting. Yeah. For sure. Um yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that. I think you're just you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true statement. Thing. Yeah. But I just, I just I just the representation is really good. Like the girl messing around with the MP40, you know, not sure how to reload it. Then it's then it swept over the kid who obviously doesn't know how to, you know, cock his gun. You know, he's he don't, they have no training. You have the people who are crippled and sick and you know there's a woman yeah. who shoots the bazooka, you know, and they don't look like soldiers because they aren't soldiers because they're just taking up arms to defend their city or town or part of the town. Um, yeah. It's just, a, it was a very, like, I felt, I felt that the entire time, you know, pretty much through to the ending, you know, you just kind of feel like this intensity and um, the desperation in, in, in the German forces. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And then obviously uh, one of the be- best moments of the movie is when they're, um, you know, after JoJo's done lying and he reveals mm-hmm. that the war was over, you know, the first thing she does is start dancing like she said she would. Yeah, that was nice. Everyone get the vibe. <laughs> Anyone else think thought he was JoJo was gonna like keep her like as a cat like just keep her like there. Like, oh, he can't come out. <laughs> he was definitely thinking about it because he yeah. knew he would set, kind of lose her if he told her that the war was over. Like, she would go back to, you know, where she's from. Mm-hmm. And she would go live with her, her fiancé, which, you know, she finally reveals he's been dead for over a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's known the whole time that he's been writing these letters. It was him. I wonder how she found out. Did they? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, but. Yeah, it's yeah. not too big of a deal, but... Well, I'm guessing he probably died as the resistance in another part of the war, and then she was living with him at the time. They said he actually he died of tuberculosis. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. so she wasn't even part of the war. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember that so now. He probably, so... he probably went to Paris and was writing her letters, and then, you know, whoever he was staying with contacted her afterwards, and, like, he he took him to 
tuberculosis and is mm-hmm. he's dead. That is correct. I remember that now. Yeah. Thank you, Tate. No problem. <laughs> what do you guys think of the music choices in the movie? Because um, I don't know about you guys, but hearing the German version of Beatles songs always kind of makes me think of Wolfenstein. <laughs> because oh, yes. especially in like the newer the Wolfenstein Two, um, they have a lot of like music that's turned turned into like if you know if germany had won the war blah 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 and like these bands would have to write their songs in german and for german and i was here like they all they they usually use the german version of some of the because there was an album that the the, the beatles recorded in german and yeah. it always makes me think of wolfenstein but i love i love how the german sounds with the beatles like it, it's a, it's such a like a it's kind of like a vibe you know what i'm saying <laughs> agreed i thought it was a little odd choice just because like the beatles weren't around in the 40s but yeah well, I mean, it kind of sounds like a '40s song, though, if you think about it. It pretty is. <laughs> Their early stuff is um, kind of more like doo-wop and oh, all that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And like I said, I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, "What the hell is this?" Now <laughs> it was. It was, I was a little weird. Like I said, confused. Just like, beep, this this song was probably not written until the '60s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the music choice throughout the movie was was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and they they knew when to use mu- music, when not to use music. Um, and yeah, I, I love the ending the... song too. The ending song was, was oh, great yeah. too. Yeah. Because most of the movie didn't really have like most of the movie didn't really have much music to it because you had like a lots of talking and lots of back like like not like much action like the first half like I don't know say first hour and a half of the movie into like. Everything goes down, and you have like these slow mo um, movements, um, movements and music. Right when he's like spinning, when it's like slow motion spinning around him, showing very sad music. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really didn't pay attention to the music. I mean, I was just so invested in movie. I was just like, oh, music. You know, I didn't think about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, something that yeah, I was paying like when they put it in the forefront, like in the opening credits and the ending credits. That's yeah. that's what I usually yeah. notice it the most. But yeah, the ending ending song is fun. I was bopping to it. Yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> I learn the dance? At the end? <laughs> yeah, Link will be attached in the description. No, yeah. <laughs> All of us dancing. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> that's too <even> bad. <laughs> that would be very bad. I'm not a good dancer. <laughs> Me neither. Just play some uh, Just Dance. You'll learn how to jam- dance real quick. Oh yeah. I, I yeah, would recommend the Connect Star Wars game, uh, the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did play one of those once on the Connect, not the Star Wars one, but a Just Dance. I think. I'm- one of my siblings had bought it, and so I tried it, and I was just like, huh, okay. I mean, I, I, I played it when I was in high school, and yeah, yeah. Um, our talent show act, both of our talent shows acts uh, were based around Just Dance um, dances routines, so I, everyone can dance. Uh, you know, you know that, whole, that you old saying? Practice. You just gotta, gotta practice. Just gotta yeah, play we had a fun Mario dance game. Oh, the DDR one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a fun one. Dude, yeah. I love DDR. It was a lot of fun. It didn't teach you how to dance, just... It was a cardio workout. Was like a, yeah, I mean, any <laughs> rhythm game really spoke to me. It still do, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's off topic. What is this, DDR yeah, podcast or JoJo podcast? <laughs> well, but, uh, the songs released this week? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, anyone All right. else got anything they want to bring up about the movie? No, I think we, mm. we talked about cinematography and just mm. everything. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got it. Photography. <laughs> I mean, I do like the scene where JoJo steals the grenade from uh, Sam Rockwell. And throws <laughs> it. just ends up blowing himself up. <laughs> yeah. So confident. Yeah. That was, that don't was do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that I, he I do. JoJo thinks he's disfigured when it's like he's just got a few scars it's like yeah well i mean everyone around him was calling him ugly so i mean that's obviously gonna scar (laughs) your self-image and even like his imaginary friend hitler who was a personification of of you know he's he's calling him ugly too and um yeah which and he called him beautiful or handsome or beautiful or whatever um in the very first scene right so. so yeah, it does have a good significance on the story, and I think that he—I mean, I think the act, the actor did a good job of like keeping the limp throughout the movie. Yeah. I didn't notice many times when he was like walking normal, but I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. like super paying attention. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a big deal if they like kept like didn't keep it for too long, but still, it's like I know. Well, and they, they said he was getting better, so like I think the yeah. limp did get a little it makes sense over time. Yeah, mm-hmm. less prominent, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we're, I just wanted to talk about it, like so that that was a fun scene. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I think I think we've hit everything we needed to discuss. All right, yeah. Tay, lead us off in our final thoughts and rating. Sorry. All right, Adion. Um. So overall, uh. Like I said, uh, I think we we talked about it. the cinematography was really good. Like I enjoyed the music and the you know the uses of it. Um, the fact that it was more drama with like some sprinkling of comedy. Uh, like I think it it really had a great tone uh, for a World War II movie. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it, and you know I'm going to give it a, a five out of five. Yeah, I mean. Oh. Um can't complain about much of anything in the movie had a great brisk pace to it i think that these as you as we all agree the cinematography on point all the acting really well done uh the only smudge on the movie is really rebel wilson but i'm not gonna be that critical of her because it wasn't like terrible but um had some good scenes of of funny moments i mean the movie made me laugh made me cry made me feel intense you know it's hard to describe exactly how the movie makes you feel because there's so many different emotions going through this movie um i mean great i mean i already said the acting was was really phenomenal um and yeah i mean obviously i'm gonna give it a five out of five as well oh man living i gotta talk up a big storm here um yeah i felt (laughs) i i watched uh yeah Movie was fun. Uh, I think it does a great job, as I mentioned earlier, uh, balancing out like the comedy to being serious to you know uh, being you know back to comedy. You know, few examples I said earlier. You know, the Schittler and the Hell Hitler and all that. That was funny. Um, I feel like there was a small slow point, but nothing to be crazy about. And Rebel Wilson, as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't a fan of her. Um, 
I felt the opening scene was fun and just the random uh, the kids were great, the acting was great, the dress, the clothing, fantastic, the pictures, fantastic. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Oh, yeah, I basically said all my points. <laughs> like in this movie, like I didn't know what I didn't know what I was like to think of it, like it was like I don't know, like Forty-five minutes in, because nothing too crazy was that. Like, not like I expect like crazy, crazy things like stuff to happen. Like when all shit went down. Um, but like I expect. Um, but still, like I was, I was. Um, it got better over time, and I enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed it. But um, I also give it a four, four point five out of five. <laughs> Alrighty. Sounds like we're all pretty much on the same page. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Coco, you're next up on the ballot. What do you got for us? Now, um... <laughs> so, I'm deciding to go... No, diff, well, I don't know if it's different. I guess it's a little... It's a little different, but not too different from what I usually enjoy. Um, so, I would say, um... We are I'm going to watch Shumanji Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> All the rock and all favor, you know, all the characters together. <laughs> all right. Oh, the new Jumanji's. Uh, I've never the new seen one. About those. Those. Yeah. About say it's the yeah. new one. Or not the newest the, one, yeah, it's not the newest one, but it's the first of the new ones. That's yes. good because I've not seen any of them. So yeah, I haven't, <laughs> that's a good place to start because I I have been interested in seeing them, just never got around to it. So. Mm-hmm. So we got the synopsis. Four teenagers are sucked into a magical video game, and the only way they escape is to work together to finish the game. <laughs> so that's a basic synopsis, but it's not bad. <laughs> we got um, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Karen Gillan, Fire Stabby, Bobby Canvar, Nick Jones, Alex Wolf, oh, um, and then the young actors, which doesn't really <laughs> count. <laughs> oh. Wow, like... That's a hot tank. No, that's okay. You don't, to, you don't have to say all of them. You just have to say some. All right. That's um, my own. Now, where can we find this movie to watch? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, YouTube. All the bases are covered. Yeah. <laughs> Fubo? Yeah. All right, so if you don't want to be spoiled for Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle from 2017, uh, make sure you watch that before the next episode, which will be in two weeks. We'll come back and discuss that. And, of course, as I said at the beginning of the uh, podcast, the fan vote will be decided. Will be when, uh, The winner will be announced um, on at the end of Coco's episode as well. Just as a recap, Lilo and Stitch, Pitch Black, Big Trouble in Little China, and Transformers... Revenge of the Fallen are the movies that are up on the ballot. Um, so if, make sure you get those votes in either now or... No, do, do it now. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. What are you doing with yourself? <laughs> All right. Uh, any thoughts before we uh, end the uh, podcast here, boys? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, I am. I've been here. Oh, fuck! Hold on. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the Ferret sixty four uh, outro. 
<laughs> All right. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Film Freaks with a Z. I'm Yim the Ferret, and I've been here with... Radio Waffle. Jamation. And Coco Gamer. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.